you're catching me on an interesting day because I was actually just talking to my mom about it. But the fact that my daughter has recently learned how to say things like, I don't want to. <laughs> and it's she says no, but she says no, thank you. So it's little things where like, like, oh, this was really cute at first. But like, I, I, I know you don't want to, you know, brush your teeth or, you know, you, you can't wear shorts today. It's going to be like, 50 something degrees out this morning. Like the fact that I have to, I'm, we're at the point where we have to negotiate with her. And it's like, oh, I'm not ready for this. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm Deisha Filyaw, and I'm the author of The Secret Lives of Church Ladies, a collection of nine stories about Black women, sex, and the Black church. My name is Jerry Craft. I'm the author and the illustrator of the graphic novels New Kid and Class Act. My name is Anne Winter, and I am an author of children's books. I live in Austin, Texas. Hi everyone, um, thank you Gary so much for having me on. This is a huge pleasure. My name is Andre Fenton. I'm a young adult author and poet, spoken word artist from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Hi Gary, thank you so much. Um, I am Andrea Wang. I write books for kids and most recently uh, my picture book, Watercress, and my debut middle grade novel, The Many. It's personal. All right, welcome back everyone to another episode of It's Personal. Um, I have a, an amazing guest today. Just like all of my guests, I have such a hard time with time and all the time changes and the time zones. This person has been so lovely to me, so I, I really appreciate her so much this morning. My morning, I guess, or afternoon. Um, can you introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. Um, first of all, thanks for thanks for having me. My name is Tracy Badua. I am an author of books for middle graders and young adults. Tracy, how are you this morning? And I say that with like, you know, the most grace in the world because there's so much going on in the world and at the same time you are just from what I know about you and the books that you write are amazing and I know they take a lot of effort and then on top of that you are um I want to say an attorney but I'm not exactly sure yep yep you got it I, I um, so I work full-time and I do write um when I can <laughs> which is I feel like less and less these days but you know I'll, I'll hope, hopefully I'll, I'll build in some more time and then I do have um a toddler and a and a dog also keeping keeping us busy so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was going to say. It's like you are, you wear so many different hats. So I just, again, appreciate you being so flexible and seem to be so organized, which is like awesome for me. <laughs> You know, it's, it, it, it involves a lot of, um, you know, Google calendar plus outlook. Plus we have a paper calendar where I write down where everything is because we're always juggling so many people's schedules. So, you know, I, I mentioned like, I, I am a lawyer. I work full time plus the kiddo plus the writing. And I feel like, um, none of that is really possible unless you get some like real substantive help. So sure. I'm really lucky that my parents live maybe about an hour and a half, two hours. I'm in California, so I was like two hours, but with traffic, it could be more. And mm -hmm. I feel like other folks who deal with traffic will know exactly how long that takes. But um, I'm lucky because they, you know, my parents are, are close-ish and they're here often. And my mother-in-law also lives nearby. So when I do need time to really sit down and focus on something like like writing or, you know, like this past month, I was doing promo for my book. Like I I have help. So I don't want to give people yeah. this false impression that like I get, I have all this time in the world and then I get eight hours 
hours of sleep. Like none of that is true. <laughs> it, it just makes sense too. And I think we talked about it earlier. Um, you spent born and raised in California. Um, then you yeah. said you spent some time in Washington. Can you tell me a little bit about California growing up for you and what that looked like? Yeah, you know, it's this is like something that um, is, is kind of said jokingly, but, you know, again, born and raised in California, did not realize I was a diverse individual until I moved out of California. Um, and, you know, walking into, I went to law school in Washington, D.C. And, you know, I walk in, I was like, oh, oh, there's not as many Asians here as there were in, you know, outside of Los Angeles where I grew up, where, you know, I could just, if I wanted to go, you know, a couple, 10 minutes down the road to go get, you know, some Chinese food, I passed by like Korean restaurants and like, you know, Vietnamese open owned places and like the, you know, Mexican owned grocery store. Like there's so, there's so much. And I feel like I kind of took that for granted until I left and realized like, oh, okay. So not, not everywhere is like this. Um, and it's different to live in that atmosphere where it was just, um, I didn't, and this was a big deal for a Californian. I didn't have a car. So even though there was stuff in and around the DC area, I couldn't get to it. Like there's a really big um, Korean uh, community outside of the Washington DC area that I you know once I had a car and was able to access grocery stores and Korean barbecue, I was like, okay, okay, we can do this. We can do a couple more years here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome because I think it's so, I don't know, I think it's nice for people to, you don't necessarily have to move or live in a different place, but at least this is one of the reasons why I like, just like love travel so much just because it allows you to experience new things and it opens up so many like ideas and thoughts and beliefs yeah. and values within like your own systems and your own biases and stuff. So I love that you mentioned that. Um, and it's just something I truly try to live by as well, just to try and explore, see different people, different places, different perspectives as much as possible. And those are the situations that kind of allow you to do that. I always push push young people to 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 not necessarily move out because <laughs> I don't think it's for everyone. The parents but... are like, turn this podcast <laughs> off right now. You're staying home. <laughs> but, it's good though. Like I agree. I agree. Like the it's there's something to be said. It's one thing to visit and it's really fantastic when people do have the opportunity to do like, you know, kind of vacation travel and see the world. But like when you're, when you're stuck somewhere and you know, it's different. It's like, oh, I, I really want salt and vinegar potato chips. Where am I going to find that? Uh -huh. Like you have to gotta it's be creative. So it's so true. And I think like for us, like we're in the Philippines and we've lived in a few other countries, like it's interesting, but it's so funny. Like you mentioned salt and vinegar chips and it's like something that both me and my wife like, and we're from Canada. So it's something we could all always get anywhere we wanted to and like we're in the Philippines and like if you see them on the shelf like you need to get them like today because they'll be gone tomorrow <laughs> and like you won't tell any of your expat friends because they're like they're gonna buy all of it and then they exactly. won't get it for like two months and we won't we won't have salt and vinegar exactly it's, it's, I, so I had some relatives that um you know were from here in California and they moved back to the Philippines for a while and it's funny the little things that they wanted were just like taco taco seasoning packets like little things where it's just like mm -hmm. you don't realize like the little stuff that you miss and it's not clearly not the end of the world like it, everywhere you go there's fantastic like flavors and new things mm -hmm. to try but once in a while you just want those salt and vinegar tips agreed agreed and it's and, and we'll like we're being here and i guess leave, leave it, moving from singapore like there's so many different things that we miss from each place um, but I think the experiences in themselves are just like, you know, they're just so, um, I guess the word is more just so impactful on like so many other things in your life and like what you continue to do with life because you've had those experiences. Um, and I guess my next question for you is like, how has that transition from 
California to Washington and back, like influence some of the things that you kind of go through being a writer, being a lawyer, being a mom, et cetera. I mean, it's, it's interesting because as we were just talking right now, I started thinking about it more of like talking about the value of travel and live, living different places. I think, you know, the nerdy part of me is like, oh, like, you know, it really helps when you're thinking about setting. And for example, like one of the big things in um, when you're setting up your book is the world building. So for example, if you're doing like a sci-fi or fantasy book, you have to explain the magic system or if they're in a kingdom, like what, who's in power, why are they in power and that kind of thing. And sometimes folks forget there's a lot that you have to do with just, you know, regular fun old contemporary novels too. You have to world build because me growing up in California is not the same as somebody growing up in DC, for example. So like if I'm, if someone is used to taking public transportation everywhere, I have to explain that I am so reliant on my car. <laughs> like I mm -hmm. have to, you know, oh, we can't leave right now because it's rush hour. We're just going to sit here until that's over. Mm -hmm. So there's like little things like that. You have to kind of interrogate every little bit that goes into your book to, to make sure that you're, you're describing that way of life. You can't just assume that your reader is going to come from the same background or know the same experience. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Like now, now I'm yeah. now I'm curious as to like the ways in which I do that in the in my middle grade my my young adult of like I wonder what parts I just assume folks know what I'm talking about like yeah. or do they not know that if you leave during rush hour it'll take you three hours instead of you know one yeah and I, I think I think a lot of it and for me as a reader I love the I love it's one of the reasons why I like reading so much is that like what you're doing and what you're talking about it also allows the reader to kind of give their own interpretation of what that looks like um and sometimes based on who the, the author is you can you can't always get a sense of what they're saying or what they're thinking about based on what they're writing but I think it sometimes allows you to envision some of those things and that's I think that's the beauty of writing because you don't have a visual of it um so yeah. you kind of have to put those pieces together as well. And I think that's like, for me, at least that's like a cool part of reading it is because like you are putting a puzzle together, like, okay, there's a store here, but then there's like a pet shop over here. And then there's like, a like, there's so many things you can put together in your mind. And then if you do see it on film or you hear an author talk about it, you're like, oh, okay, now you can put it together a little bit better. Um, so I, I think that's really, I think that's really cool and a cool way to put it because I think kids do sometimes need, you know, just like they need to use their imagination to get there themselves sometimes as and well that, that's also the tricky part is especially with middle grade like kids are gonna get super bored if you're spending an Great. entire chapter describing you know someone's room and you're like they they just they can they can fill in the blanks you can just say like okay they've got like you know a messy bed or a messy desk mm -hmm. or something and they can imagine what that looks like so yeah you mm -hmm. have to leave a little bit of room for imagination but again with little important world building detail if they like if they're really important to you for some reason like you can try to work those in yeah yeah Tracy I want to hear more about because your toddler's young how old is your, your she just turned three three years old well wow. how has yeah. that been because I think I have a, a, a younger cousin who has um I would say a newborn I think he's like two years old and Aww, I've been nice. seeing so many changes with him just in regards to like his facial expressions and like he's walking more he's like trying to talk he's like now finally eating different types of foods like wh what are the some of the changes you've seen some of the the the, the joy that you've seen in being being a mother you're catching me on an interesting day because I was actually <laughs> just talking to my mom about it but the fact that my daughter has recently learned how to say things like I don't want to <laughs> and it's she says no but she says no thank you so 
so it's little things where like like oh this was really cute at first but like I, I know you don't want to, you know, brush your teeth or, you know, you, you can't wear shorts today. It's going to be like 50 something degrees out this morning. Like the fact that I have to, I'm, we're at the point where we have to negotiate with her. And I was like, oh, I'm not ready for this. I'm so tired. She's <laughs> <laughs> like a hundred percent getting whatever she wants. So, you know. And I think that that is, we're not parents, but I, I see what that struggle could look like, especially as a new parent who is trying to just like value what they're saying so much and like listen and like really try and give them but at the same time it's like yeah like you actually have to put your pants on right now like there's not like a choice <laughs> so I this you know kind of slightly bringing it back to writing you know I'm a very you know kind of structure-based person so when I'm writing I go to like craft books and I figure things out so obviously my first idea when my daughter started kind of uh uh starting her personality is the nice way I'm gonna say this when she started doing that, I was like, we need a book or like, we need, we need some sort of like concrete guidance that will tell me how to get what we want without like being terrible people. So, like, you know, we sign up for the parenting courses. We're trying to do it. all this, like, we'll give her choices, give her, do all these things. But it's like, okay, this is, I love it. It's, it's, I love it's that. learning a whole new thing that, um, I, I, I was not prepared for like little things. Like, how do you teach someone how to blow their nose? Wow. I, I, I don't know we're we're still figuring out she's three she doesn't know how to pull her nose if anyone if any listeners have tips feel free to find me <laughs> because you assume that you've always known how to, but yeah, you aren't born with those skills. Right, and it's just like, you just blow out of your nose, <laughs> but then if they don't understand the concept of like, oh, it's just like, I, oh. Then, I mean, there you go. If you want some world building challenges or like writing writing prompts, describe how to do something very basic, like how to blow your nose. That is awesome. Chasey, do you find that she is, are you seeing personalities within you and your partner? Or are, is it just still kind of like vague in a sense of she's still trying to figure it out. We're trying, still trying to find those things. Or do you see them already? Well, so we're, we're you know, I, I like to think like, oh, she's super smart. So of course that comes from <laughs> forever. I think what's more interesting is the fact that I'm, you know, for better or for worse, I'm seeing parts of my mom in me in the way that I interact with her, um, which is, yeah, my mom is wonderful. So it's, it's fine. But I'm like, oh, this is exactly something my mom would say, or this is how she would react to her I was like oh this is I need to I need to sit down and I need to <laughs> I need to think about that like oh this has been internalized over you know 30 plus years this is you know we need to dig into this a little and but, I think um, it's almost impossible right like as humans growing up in certain environments for X amount of time or not growing up in those environments, like our experiences influence so much of what we do and what we value. And I think as much as possible as new parents, as friends, as professionals, like we have to remind ourselves all the time about those things that we have internally um, just kind of thought about or put out into the world because like it's not everyone's philosophy or values or beliefs, right? So I could totally yeah. see see that as well and it just it just makes sense and as, I guess as a lawyer like you are probably thinking about that all the time like <laughs> you can't really <laughs> say like you're helping someone I think I want to say you were I want to say it was like 
housing, but I can't remember exactly again. Yeah, no. So I do. Um, you know, my day job outside of outside of the writing and everything is I um I write housing policy and programs, and I give out. You know, the office that I work for gives out grants, so I don't get to go into any courtrooms or anything, which you know is good. But um, it is dealing with a lot of writing in a different way. So that's where that kind of hyper analytical brain comes in, and like the way that I negotiate, and like you know, we argue. I argue. We argue with our colleagues. We're always trying to like write things a certain way and like this means this so it's um using a whole different side of my brain in that kind of writing Mm -hmm. wow that is such a it's crazy that you are able to do that because I've talked to other authors that are into law it is definitely bled over (laughs) like the kinds of writing where I will I mean and this is you know I will hype up the importance of having good critique partners or like you know writing buddies is that they'll let me know if like my middle grade work is getting like oh this sounds a little bit too you know too technical or something like you kind of need to make this a little more kid level a little more interesting Mm -hmm. um and in my work emails I've started using you know exclamation points more (laughs) which is not you know wonderful colleagues so everyone is like always you know everyone takes it takes all that nicely but I know there was a time when they're you know you take a business writing course and they say don't use emoji don't use this don't use this start everything with good morning or good afternoon Uh it's just like no now um, my middle grade voice has kind of worked its way into it but it's, it's all right they've learned to expect that from me it's fine good and I think that's I I don't know I personally think that's okay and it just shows personality too like I don't think everything has to be so serious especially if it's an email like I think there's a time and place for certain emails of course but for the most part I'm not going to email like the big boss with like exactly here's a gif of something that's relevant to this like no it's it's but it's I think part of it is also because we have been in such weird circumstances in the last couple of years with a pandemic that like, I think all of us, at least in my office, we're like, look, we don't get to see each other and we're missing that personal connection. And we now know that everyone is at home, like juggling everything. I can see someone's cat, like walk across their keyboard, or I can see someone's kid walk in the room. Like it's, it's fine. Like you can be people, you can be people now. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I don't know. I think I don't want to say most people because I don't know, but like it's like the world is still going through a lot. Yeah. Right. It so. is. It is. And I think the the more we can um continue to extend grace to the people around us, because like, oh man, yes, there is a lot going on. And just because you're catching someone like at a certain time in a certain way, you know, you'll just, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 always at least for me, I try to err on the side of maybe there's stuff that's going on. I'm not going to hold like a weirdly toned email against Mm -hmm. them or something Mm -hmm. like that. I agree. And speaking of grace, I think I always ask this question because I think it is important. I think it may be a little harder for you because I know that you are extremely busy. Um, But what are you doing right now for grace or joy, whether it is spending time doing a podcast. And I know that this is taking time out of your day or whether it's like listening to a podcast or trying to read a book. Cause I know, I know you don't have a lot of time just based on listening to you. And I think no, honestly, it- just being a parent, I know is just like extremely difficult and it just comes with a lot of challenges. So I just know that that takes a lot of your life. Um, but what do you, what do you do? What do you like to do for, for joy or for grace? So, I mean, this, it is tough because I am coming off of, you know, I, I'll say like debut month. So debut in, in terms of my first book came out 
earlier this month. And it's been such a whirlwind of like, let me do where I can. Let me try to do bookstores and this and this and this all while trying to like stay safe and masked and keep our, our, our toddlers safe. And let's, let's try to go to this festival, but also like stay away from everybody. So it's been a little bit of, <laughs> it's been a little bit of a challenge, but I think now that it's kind of slowing down, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to enjoy kind of getting back to like, it's silly, but like there is some joy in routine where like, okay, maybe I can put in a couple hours of, you know, of at, at work and then I can log off and then I'll go pick up my daughter. And then at night we can maybe, maybe there's something cool to watch on like Disney plus, or maybe there's something just like relaxing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the good things is like, so I'm here in San Diego. Um, so the weather here is always fantastic. So even on weeknights, if it's gorgeous out, well, you know, there's a lot of um, places here that have like craft breweries that have outdoor space. So we can bring our kid and sometimes they'll have music or a food truck and we can just sit outside. So like little things like that, we're like, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can. We're not really in, in the days yet where we can, we're, we're, we're comfortable bringing her everywhere just quite yet, but we try to make, try to make do. Mm -hmm. And then, um, a perfect afternoon for me sometimes is, you know, if my mother-in-law is not busy, my husband will take the toddler up to, up to her house. She lives about, you know, 30, 40 minutes away. And then I get like, then I just get time to sit and then just watch things on TV or like catch up on stuff that I need, you know, on fun books, because that's even hard because when you're a writer, you, you have the, you sometimes tend to analyze the stuff that you're reading and you're like, this is not as fun when it, mm-hmm. it becomes homework. But like once in a while, like, you'll get a good book and a free afternoon. You can open up a window, get a breeze in. It's good. Yeah. I love that. A lot of your things are, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the, like, just very the mundane, just, you know, yeah. I just want to sit. We don't have to do something special. I don't have to go spend like a thousand dollars at a spa. I can literally just like sit and go get like a nice milk tea from somewhere. I love that. That can be it. I love that. I think in regards to like what I see as a middle grade book and something I've just been similar to what you said, like analyzing and thinking about, um, I'll let you talk about it because I think it was done very, very well. Um, And the concept in itself, I think is, I don't know where you came up with that, (laughs) but I love the concept as well. Um, Can you share a little bit about that? Sure. It's um, so the book that uh, was just released earlier this May was my very first ever published book. It's called Freddy versus the Family Curse. It's a middle grade contemporary fantasy novel that centers around this 12 year old Filipino American boy, Freddy, you know, from the title. Um, He has a curse on his family that they will just have bad luck. And when he finds an amulet, he thinks that amulet could be what turns it all around, that they he can finally you know, break this curse and, and live his best, you know, middle grade life. Um, but turns out, of course, because authors are horrible, mean people that the amulet just makes everything worse. And he has much worse luck. And the amulet also carries the coast, the ghost of his great grand uncle. And if they don't break the curse in 13 days, he's going to get trapped in this amulet with his great grand uncle forever. So think of somebody you don't, you find kind of annoying and you get stuck on a road trip with them. It's like that, but you know, forever. So Freddie definitely, definitely needs to break this curse. I love that. And I, I, I was super attracted just because of the, the title in itself, because it just, I don't know how you think of those titles, because it's such a title that like would grab the reader's attention right away. And then the cover is just beautiful as well. But how did you come up with the the title? First of all, cover is gorgeous. And I, you know, I major, major thanks to my publisher for what before they even, you know, kind of 
started coming up with cover concepts and everything, they asked me like, you know, um, when they present, the way it works is they they present me with a couple of different artists they think would be good for the book. And they were all like Filipino, Filipino American artists. And I like, I really appreciated that little touch of like, okay, mm-hmm. all right, they get it. They get it. I love that. Um, the title, I am terrible at titles. <laughs> um, but another plug for having good writing partners and, you know, critique partners is that sometimes like you'll find one that's really good at that. So like, just like lean in and go, go ask that person for, for some help. So that's why I, that's how I ended up with like a more dynamic title is I kind of crowdsourced it a little bit. I love it. I love it. And you are, are you winding down in regards to the book tour stuff now? Or how do you, I I guess summer's coming too. So maybe a little bit tricky in the summer too. I mean, that's also kind of the tricky part is especially with middle grade where it's geared more, you know, obviously like readers can pick up the book anytime, but like when you want to engage with schools and libraries, you kind of, you kind of got to stick to the, at least here, like the American. American academic year where it goes, you know, September to May or June. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully, you know, things will be slowing down, but that'll maybe give folks a chance to, you know, have my book be the thing that they relax with by the pool over the summer mm-hmm. so that when they come back for the school year, they, you know, it's something that they could bring to the kids. Um, yeah. But I've got like one or two more library visits and like little things. But again, looking forward to kind of the, the boring routine of it all. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank you for all the work that you do. Um, and again, I'll say it because I think it's important, though you do so much already. Um, it's appreciated. And I thank you for spending time with me. I think this was awesome. I wish you and your family just like, you know, grace and time and love and all those things. Uh, because you do a lot for the world. You give a lot. Just, and it's, it's important that you, you take the time to, you know, give yourself those things as well. So I appreciate you. you. I appreciate thank you. Thank you. Thanks so again fun. for having me. I've- podcast for you oh my gosh no i think